Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Tom Wells here. Today is Monday, April the 9th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, we hope you had a happy weekend. We had uh, happy weekends ourselves. In fact, uh, yesterday, Tom, I hit a milestone. It was day 50 of my mirror exercise work. And I didn't even realize it was day 50 until I was talking with David on the podcast last night. And I was counting it up. I said, Oh my God, I think I got to 50. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have a, a another realization? A, I can't say I've had day, anything really new. <laughs> no, day 50 didn't really do anything new. I mean, uh-huh. the good news is that the my, my original reason for doing it was to get rid of that automatic voice, the, the negative self-talk in the back of my head. And that <laughs> has gone away. It, it went away, it came back a little bit, and then it went away. And it has stayed away. So I achieved the goal. Um, uh-huh. my, my goal right now is, well, let's see what happens if I do it for a year, because there may be other benefits that I don't know about yet. So I yeah. figure, well, let's give it a shot, see what happens, see how much it, you know, it continues to improve over time. And who knows? I mean, maybe I'll, I'll invent a new cure for cancer or something. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to share with you something that I learned. I'm studying Taoism, um, cause I'm learning Tai Chi and, I wanted to understand the foundation of Tai Chi, which is Taoism from China. And um, they have several kinds of meditation that they want you to learn. And one is called the inner smile. And in the inner smile, you, you do this thing where you literally learn the position of the organs in your body, you know, your heart, your liver, your gallbladder, your lungs and everything. And then you, you, you close your eyes and you, I haven't yet really dived into the, all the essence of the practice, but you smile, you do an inner smile toward each of your organs. And as you do that, um, there's this belief in Taoism, you know, that you're, that, that through that focus of that smile on the organ, you, you, you bring it alive in the most abundant way possible in the most beautiful way possible. You, you're basically telling, you know, because they believe that that all of the virtues are stored in the organs in your body. So, you know, virtues of kindness and compassion and and love and all these wonderful things that a human being might aspire to are actually in these organs in our body. And when you when you give them this inner focus, when you focus on them with a smile, you an inner smile, you are actually bringing about the greatest health and the greatest. Um, production of virtue within yourself that you could do. And it made me realize yesterday, because I was with this woman that I'm in love with and smiling at her, we smile at each other sometimes and just look into each other's eyes. And it reminded me of the mirror exercise because looking into another person's eyes like that and, you know, how much, how much freedom and how much love can a person let go to, you know, how much could, I was asking myself that, like, how much can I let go to just really trust, 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 and be there with that person with all the love that I feel in my heart with no, any other thing going on in my head. And I thought of the mirror exercise, you know, that that's what you're doing with yourself in a way you're bringing yourself this wonderful focus of love. This is true. Yeah. So maybe that's you know the thing that brings alive the chi. It brings alive the, the force of kundalini, the force of life. Well, that would be I a good do- thing. I mean, to to do that. I mean, not that I think it's asleep because I don't think it is. But <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah. you know, if I can get some more energy out of that, so to speak, that would be a good thing. I'd like that. I mean, yeah. among other other things, I'm working in my mirror work right now. Um, I am focusing on improving my focus about the things that I want most in my life. Well, having that extra chi behind it would be really helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, you know, how does life actually work? That's always what I'm looking at. Like, is, does, if life works in certain ways where it, it multiplies in abundance and beauty when we put our focus on certain things, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the law of attraction in action, you know. True, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. So you had a, a good weekend then. Yeah, um, I've been slowly getting back together with this woman I dated previously for back in, you know, uh, October, November, December. And then we we separated for a while. And then I started, you know, we started seeing each other again a few weeks ago. And um, and I was with her yesterday and it seemed like we crossed a threshold 
unexpectedly for both of us of kind of like realizing that there's sort of seems to be like a divine intention for us to be together. That uh-huh. is way beyond either one of us is sort of just like, this is, this is a sort of like a relationship made in heaven kind of a feeling like wow. this is supposed to be, you know, and um, because it felt so good and so deep and it just, it seems so transcendent for both of us that we can't quite believe it. Um, so that's a big win for me because I was, and this is very fresh because this just happened yesterday evening, just realizing that, wow, I think this is, I think I'm in a relationship. <laughs> and it's been eight years since I divorced, I was in a divorce and lost my soulmate of my life and that I was with for 15 years in that marriage. Right. And now realizing that, well, maybe I'm exactly what I wanted to have happen was meet somebody that would be even more of a soulmate for me mm-hmm. and it seems to be happening. So well, um, congratulations. Pretty, first of all, that's, that's fantastic news. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. And, and then how appropriate in light of our topic, because we're continuing the yes. topic we did on Friday, like perfect. I mean, is there a little law of attraction going on here? We talk about the topic on Friday and then you meet up with her over the weekend. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah. Very, very and, cool. and it was no accident that I, pick this topic too because relationships were foremost on my mind because I was really wrestling with the idea in myself of whether or not I could be with her you know Mm -hmm. and thinking no I can't because there's there's three or four five things that were more telling me no this is probably an impossible relationship to be in and that was my logic and then my heart was saying you sure (laughs) (laughs) you know do you have to really have it you have to really have things that exactly like that, or maybe there's something about this that is transcending all your expectations of what you think a relationship is and, and actually giving you the relationship that you would only have imagined in your wildest dreams in terms of the level of love, you know, the level of um, companionship with that person. Mm, Um, Compatibility. I mean, compatibility on the soul level, more than even the, you know, do we love the same things, you know, and do we, do we get along in all these external ways? Mm-hmm. We, Cause we have, we have a bunch of that going on, but not what I was really looking for. <laughs> you know, I was looking stuff. For, yeah. I was looking for more specific things that would say, Oh yeah, that's something I want. And that's something I want. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with her, it's like, it's a bunch of things that I want and, a, and things that, and a bunch of things I'm afraid of frankly and um so maybe a little growth to be done well i was asking for a relationship that would um what's the word as abraham put it you know he says you don't want a cookie cutter person who it's always going to be yes i really love what you're into and i love what you're all about you know you want somebody that's more like yes i love what you're into and what you're about and this other thing about you is scary or it bothers me or you know why why do you think that way you know <laughs> i mean contrast in other words they said you right. want you want to be in a relationship where there's contrast because life is expands because of that contrast because of those differences and don't they said don't pick somebody that's just identical to you pick somebody that is going to be stimulating to your uh, creation of contrast in your life so that that expansion can continually be taking place between the two of you. And, and we both agreed yesterday, we are those people for each other. We're definitely, you know, on different wavelengths, you know, Um, she's not really into the law of attraction. You know, she's really into Jungian analysis and, you know, things like psychology. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, she's been 40 years, a leader in her field. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet, she can she can relate to law of attraction. She can relate to what I'm saying, but but she really holds me accountable for where my feelings are really at in my heart of hearts. You know, <laughs> that's actually that sounds like a good combination. I mean, certainly being yeah. held accountable that, that's a good thing. I mean, we should any of our beliefs that can't be challenged are not beliefs that we should stick with. So yeah, no, that's good. That's a healthy thing, I think. Yeah, I think it is healthy, and she's she's only into telling the truth about where she's at, and and I'm constantly trying to guide her in directions that I think are could be better for her, but not really, you know, so much as like I'm getting into her space, but I'm I'm 
by and large, we're just we're just um, kind of evolving off each other in a very gentle, organic way, which is really that's really nice. And then on certain areas, you know, we agree really wholeheartedly, and and then those things multiply too. You know, that's true. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like a nice mix. Because you're right, you don't want to have somebody who's just like you, who thinks just like you, who has exactly the same preferences. That does get boring. That gets tedious, actually. So finding somebody who has some of the interests in common and has some differences, yeah, that's going to create some nice spice in your life. <laughs> it is. Oh, we're going to see. It's going to be, yeah, it is. And it's going to be a day, a day at a time. And it's already been a lot of spice. And uh, as she put it, she says, I think we're together for th- because I, she says, I think our relationship is an initiation, a trial by fire. I said, okay, <laughs> I can see that. But she said, it's meant to be, you know, and she really believes strongly that, you know, certain things are kind of like just, they unfold in our lives because that's what it's meant to be. You know, that we, we attract it into our lives because there's many things in our vortex that are being addressed in that, by that thing coming into our life, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, well, very good. Yeah, so that takes us to where we are in our. Did you want to talk any more about your wins? Uh let's see. What are the wins? Did I did I ask you? I'm sorry. Well, I, I mean, it was the, there was the uh, day fifty of mirror work. That was probably the biggest yeah, day one. Fifty. That yeah. and getting my taxes done, but I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> I, that's not a fun time for me at all. So I won't call that. I'll call it a win in the sense that well, I got it done. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not I, exactly a, a source of joy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is good this weekend. Um, I had a nice uh, Skype call with my brother and sister in law. That was fun. That was really nice. We haven't touched base with them in a while. So my brother, my brother has been through his own. They're, they're of course both into the law of attraction. They were my co-hosts way back when, and mm-hmm. uh, my brother and sister-in-law have been through a lot economically. Um, at one point, they had basically retreated to her parents' home in Trinidad just because they needed to get the stress out of their lives. Came back to the states, and and Mark was trying to get work, and he's a software engineer. He's got a lot of experience as a software developer, but he had been out of the field for a while, and so he was afraid he couldn't get work. Well, mm-hmm. he has gotten work. He he's been on I think two contracts up until now, and now he's on his third contract. And his third contract, Tom, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's working for NASA, at Cape Canaveral. No, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, he's he's working at his desk, looking out as they're doing space shots. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Wow, it is. <laughs> and he's literally working on back. he's he's literally working on the software that uh, helps control uh, the launch sequences. So you know, oh, wow. amazing how things. I mean, and, and he loves his job. He says probably the best part about his job is that you know the, the land surrounding uh, Cape Canaveral is a nature preserve. So, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's a gigantic nature preserve. Plus, there's water in all directions because uh, that's one of the reasons they pick it because the water's right there. That's why they, they, they chose that as uh, mm. the site for where they launched the rockets from. And mm. so it's just an unbelievable experience. He says he's happier than he's ever been in, in terms oh. of his work experience. So that it. was great to hear, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful when abundance multiplies. Uh, oh, that's yeah. what I, I was feeling yesterday with this relationship. It's just it's sort of like watching abundance just flood into one's life. That's how it felt last night with being with her. It was like all these dreams of a of a relationship that would be ideal just felt like it was flooding into my life. Mm, like, that's so nice. That's really yeah. good. E- even though there's these these things that are, that are challenging to me, I, I feel like. I, it's the essence of what we're talking about today about relationships and literally where we left off was the statement that the choices that others make cannot negatively impact your experience unless you include them in your experience through your attention to them. Things come to you only through your vibrational invitation and they remain only by your continuing attention to them. You got a great memory because I was trying to remember exactly that a moment ago. And there it is. You're telling me what it was that we were talking about. I'm saying, wow, that's pretty darn good. Did you make a note or something? I mean, yeah, I'm I did. Impressed. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Because I didn't remember to do that. Well, I remembered <laughs> the last thing we were talking about is that, that there is no assertiveness in your attraction-based universe. So unwanted things can't jump into your experience. You can't – like I can't get together with this beautiful person and have – negative things that bother me jump into my experience and, and cause problems. You know, the, I have to, number one, invite them in 
And then I have to continue to give attention to them. And that's how the negative things then become a problem (laughs) and can sabotage the relationship. I know that I could literally sabotage this relationship by focusing on these several things that are that are fear, fearful to me or they feel like threatening. Oh, of course and you could. Yeah. Some of them make, I mean, they all make complete sense to me that of course I'd be threatened by that. And of course that's not going to be good for me. But on the other hand, it's like, well, if, and, and I've watched previously in the relationship when we broke up prior was that I was focusing on those things eventually entirely. Mm. I started to, excuse me, lose all my focus on the positive things and would focus only on the things I was afraid of that could sabotage the relationship. And then of course they did. Of course. Really, really well. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to know you're so good at it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's very powerful to realize that as a life coach, I spend a huge amount of time with clients helping them overcome the thing that they're, they believe is so strong in their life, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're focused on. Um, I literally worked with, a doctor who had, who had had a failure in um, something that they were doing with a patient and felt like it was going to repeat itself, that they were going to have this failure happen again. And, and I, and we worked for a long time for that doctor to overcome his sense that, you know, this thing was going to sabotage his ability to be a doctor. And it takes everything, (laughs) took everything in, in him and in me to overcome that. Isn't that, that funny how that works? I mean, I, I don't mean funny, haha. I mean, isn't it an amazing thing that when we are focused negatively and we're habitually focused on, neg- on negativity in some way, it can be a major strain to pull away from it. I mean, even when you're doing the incremental walk it away one step at a time, it's still a strain. And I've, I've never quite understood why, other than. I guess we become invested in the things that are most familiar to us. And so we were loath to get rid of them, even if they're negative, which is, it's from my perspective, that just sounds really weird. And yet I know we do that. It's, yeah. It's a strange thing. You know, so, some things I think they seem like they're intractable. Like let's say you met somebody and, and everything's wonderful. And then you find out they have Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. They've Ooh. got what um, Stephen Hawking had motor motor neuron disease and and you find that out and um and yet you're you're in love with this person mm. you're completely in love and it's like you that would be that would be, be rough yeah and so what do you do i mean you 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 could say i better exit this relationship or i'm going to be taking care of this guy for the rest of my life mm. or you could say you know what i'm in love with this man and i'm going to hang by his side and i'm going to really bring alive nothing but love in this relationship and mm-hmm. nothing but hope and possibility and and maybe he will completely overcome this you know and so i wouldn't doubt that many people make that choice in their life and um you know it's is that a, a choice that everybody should make you know and is it even healthy i don't know you know to be the hero or to be you know and but but if it's being made from the place of you know, saying, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on all the positive things. Um, well, it certainly would push you to to really establish that strong boundary because it would be such a temptation to be focused on the other side of it. So, I mean, in that sense, you, I guess there's a great strength that's involved there because you learn how to draw a really, really firm boundary in a situation like that. Otherwise, you go crazy. Well, think how many people have are right now dealing with that. There must be millions and millions who are already married and their spouse gets something. Mm. Their spouse, you know, gets dementia or their spouse gets, um, you know, some, they get cancer, you know, or think about the person who themselves gets a really terrible or supposedly called terrible disease like cancer or something. And then they've, they've got to then find a way to not focus on it. Think about that. I mean, like you've got to not focus on the thing that, science says is intractable or in science is saying this thing is like, if you're told you have Lou Gehrig's disease, I guess it's supposedly a death sentence. Right. But it's going to be long and slow. And, but you know, I hate it when doctors say, you know, there's no way around this. This is going to turn into, you know, this is going to kill you. It's just a matter of how soon, you know? Mm. Um, And of course, Everybody says, get another opinion, you know, talk yeah, to right. talk to two or three other doctors to make sure that that, you know, but even if, if they all said it, there's been a lot of people that have completely beat those things. Oh, they yeah. 
totally gone beyond what the doctors are telling them. And, and I've run into a number of those people who say they just walked out of the doctor's office and never went back. You know, they said, yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. Or well, they're you, told they need chemo and they go, I'm not going to do chemo. I'm going to do something different. Or they do chemo and they, they beat it. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing how, uh, so much of that gets lost in the popular reporting, um, in, in the reporting by science of what's going on in science. And it's mainly because science is focused on averages. That's, mm -hmm. that's a key portion of how scientific research is calculated. The, the only difficulty with averages is I, I have yet to meet an average person. So an average doesn't necessarily apply to you. It doesn't necessarily apply to anyone. You know, it, it's going to be, it's going to vary from person to person. Just because there's an average doesn't mean that, you know, it's you, right? No, not at all. And it doesn't matter how, how much the deck seems stacked against you. There's, you are, you can be the exception. And that's why I love the law of attraction because it's saying, like, here's the next paragraph. Your universe is based upon freedom, freedom for everyone to choose what they give their attention to and therefore what they choose to experience. And your interaction with one another provides a contrasting basis that assures continual expansion. Um, but I mean, the point is that I just read that for is just to say that, is it true that if you, whatever you give your attention to, you're going to multiply in your life, you're going to get more of it. And, and if I, if I'm in a relationship where my partner has things that I that I'm afraid of or that I don't like that, that are threatening to me. And they have things that I totally, totally love that are completely awesomely beautiful. Where do I put my focus? You know? And um, if, if it's the, you know, in the princess and the pea story that, you know, the princess, no matter how many mattresses she put between her body and the pea, she kept feeling the pea, you know, way down there be, be below all the mattresses. She kept feeling it pushing on her. And the the point of that story to me was that psychologically you can you can sabotage yourself, no matter how much insulation you try to put between you and the, your problems. If you continually believe in your problem, you know? oh, yeah. if you continually put your focus on the P, you're going to keep feeling it, even though it's you know people go to doctors with these phantom pains. You know that the doctors say there's nothing wrong with you, but the person's going, yeah, but I'm. I'm feeling this horrible pain here. And they said, well, we can't see anything that's there. And Abraham said, all physical symptoms in the body have an emotional mental origin. So, it's you know, funny. that means, that yeah. means that in relationship, anything that's bothering us about our partner has, has a, a mental emotional origin in us. <clears throat> and you can't blame the external thing. You can't blame your partner. Um, there's something in us that has to be putting attention on it for it to multiply and for it to seem like a big deal. Yeah, it's true. It, as you were talking about the, the princess and the pea, it reminded me of the great entertainer, Carol Burnett, back when she had her variety show. She did one particular uh, skit one time that was a reproduction of the princess and the pea. I think it actually was what the inspiration was to that uh, stage play they did, Once Upon a Mattress. But uh, the, the skit that she did on her show um, you saw the, the mattresses piled up and then you saw somebody stick a pee underneath and then you saw somebody else sneak in and stick a, a large uh, plumber's wrench underneath the mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets on top and is like, oh, this doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> and, and were other people telling her, oh, it's nothing? It's nothing. It's nothing at all. <laughs> it's all in your mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I loved it because it it's a great way, a metaphorical way of expressing that, that P as small as it may seem can seem really large. I mean, yes. for instance, if you're out walking around, right, you're taking a nature walk or something and you get a little tiny speck of something in your shoe. It feels like it's a rock about the size of four or five inches. In <laughs> fact, it's this little speck that if you, if you pour it out, you say, was that it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. But I felt you like know, the I... monkey wrench. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the teacher I had for, you know, 30 years or so from India, he used to always say, if, you, if you're feeling that thing in your shoe, stop and take it out right away. Yeah, right. Right. Like, because so many people, they, they'll feel that thing and then they'll just, they'll keep it, they'll keep walking. They'll keep trying to like maybe move their foot so they don't notice it or so it's in a different position and, you know, anything but 
anything but stop and just t- stop and take yeah, it true. out, you know. And yeah. um, me, I'm always looking for where can I sit down long enough to take the shoe off. <laughs> That's yeah, my first too. thought. Like, oh me god, too. I gotta get this out of here. This is driving me nuts. Yeah, but I, but in as the analogy you're you're making, right? Is it is that how long do we tolerate something before exactly. we find a way to move beyond it? And right. the law of attraction is saying. You know, you always have that in your power because you're the one that can change your where you're putting your focus. Even if you're in a relationship with someone that is there's very uncomfortable things, you can change your focus. It doesn't mean there isn't a time to leave a relationship where it's just completely intolerable and it's not appropriate and it's unhealthy and it's dysfunctional. But there are there's a lot to be said for especially with, with our own selves, when do we draw the line with our own selves as to how long we're going to listen to something that's plaguing us and the, something that is t- telling us about something we don't want at all, but we're continually to put, to put our focus on it. Well, exactly. And, and the fact is we constantly, this is what I was alluding to earlier, we constantly are faced with, quote, reality, unquote. And mm-hmm. the more that we see that reality, the more we believe, well, that's what is. Because that's what reality is. Reality is what is, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and what so we call it. And yeah, not realizing, people. not realizing that by our focus on that reality as it is, is help is what helps to, to make that reality be what it is, and that that concept is so difficult for us. It's so mm-hmm. counterintuitive. I mean, we're so used to the idea that reality is that you know, suggesting in any way that. Reality only is because we're all focusing on making it what is, and it, we're continuing to do that on a daily basis. That that just seems incredible to us, and yet yeah. that's exactly what quantum physics teaches us. Quantum physics teaches us that we create the reality. They don't actually mm-hmm. express it that way, but that's what it all adds up to. It all adds up to the fact that the event doesn't occur until there's an observer to observe it. The mm-hmm. thing doesn't happen until there's an observer to observe it. Well, that means reality doesn't exist. Reality, as we know it, you know, the physical reality, doesn't exist until there are observers. And it's the observers who make it. That, that's a revolutionary concept from a yeah. human perspective. Revolutionary. Yeah. And very, very difficult to comprehend. But nevertheless, it is what we need to comprehend because the great gift at the end of it is knowing that we are creators. And when we know that we're creators, then we know we really can learn, even if it seems difficult. And it certainly does seem difficult. I'm amazed how often it seems difficult. But despite that difficulty, we can learn to shift our perspective in the face of the most blatant reality that there is. Yep. That's the powerful thing. And there, and I'm hearing that there's a lot of healers in the world. They even have one book by one of them, Dr. Eric Pearl, called Reconnection. And and he discovered in his chiropractic practice, I might've talked about this on another podcast, but that, you know, one day it just, something happened where he, I think what happened was he watched somebody's scoliosis change right in front of his eyes, you know, their backbone straighten. Well, he was doing some procedure that didn't make sense to him, but he literally watched their, their back straighten when it shouldn't have been happening. You know, mm. it was like, how could, you know, watched, he watched it move underneath their skin and, and it became, and it solved this person's problem they had had for their whole life or for a long time. That, that's a, that's a paraphrase of what I think his first experience was, but he, he went, he's gone on to experience like hundreds of healings of people where he, he spontaneously heals them. In fact, to the point that he's teaching it to others how to do it because he realizes everybody has the ability to control energy in such a way that they can literally heal things that are considered in that can't be healed. If I remember um, correctly, he's the guy, I, I, I think I've read his, his first book. Isn't he the guy who the first time he, he was doing healings, he was just, feeling the energy and kind of playing with it with his hands and not really sure what was going on. And then he gets certain results. Isn't that the same guy? It could be, but he, he has the identical story to Dr. Richard Bartlett who created this uh, whole um, practice called matrix energetics, who I also studied him for a while, went to his workshop and read his books. Um, but he had almost the exact experience that this chiropractor had Dr. Mm-hmm. Eric Pearl of seeing um a spontaneous healing take place with his patient's back that right in front of his eyes. So 
And now he goes around the world and teaches what he learned, the same as Dr. Eric Pearl is doing that in his own way. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've just recently heard of another guy who's who's going around the world doing similar things, and he's claiming that we all have the power <clears throat> way beyond what we thought human beings had the ability to do. Yeah. That's it. That, that's the, the core of it right there. It's way beyond what human beings thought they could do and think that they can do. Uh, right. And, and there are so many. That's the thing that's so interesting. There are so many instances in human history about people doing things beyond what was thought that humans could do. And yet, despite all that evidence, so many of us continue to resist it. I mean, the one that comes to my mind right now was Roger Bannister. So Roger Bannister, the first man to break the four-minute mile right. back yeah. in the 1950s. That was considered impossible, physiologically mm-hmm. impossible. Doctors had filed essays saying that can't be done. The human body cannot run that fast. <laughs> and then he went and did it. And once yeah. he did it, this is the amazing part, once he did it, his time got broken like 10 times over over the next few years. But yeah. up until that point, nobody was able to do it, proving right. that it's all in the head. The only thing that was holding people back was their belief that they couldn't break the four-minute mile. It took one person to show them it could actually be done before they all started to believe it, and then everybody started to believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, Abraham was asked once at a program, Abraham Hicks, you know, by somebody who was in the chair. They said, "So are you?" They said, "So Abraham, you're saying that I'm paraphrasing this, but you're saying that um, anything is possible then, as far as if." If uh, in terms of the human body, that 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 it's basically just whatever we think could actually take place. And they said, yeah, essentially, we're saying that. And they said and the guy said, well, then why aren't people growing new limbs who have had amputations? Or, because or they don't something. believe they can. <laughs> and that's exactly what Abraham said is, is because people don't believe that's possible. That's and, right. And, you know, and I realized that if. If I don't believe really simple things are possible in my life sometimes, you know, like that the that the check is going to arrive on time or that the you know that I'm going to I don't know, achieve something about get rid of some symptom in my body, you know, if if I don't if I think that that symptom in my body is intractable and I'm I'm going to be plagued by that headache no matter what I do, well then I'm going to be plagued by that headache no matter what I do, but if I can believe that the headache can completely dissipate and go away and that it is not something that is, you know, that I'm uh, destined to have the rest of my life. And then it, it can dissipate and go away. And that's the experience I was having last night with this woman, just realizing I, I could actually have a relationship that is way beyond my fondest imagination, you know, mm. because it just seemed like this is answering so many prayers that I've, had silently inside myself for so long about a really, really, really good relationship. This feels like that feels like that. And maybe, you know, but, but, you know, then I realized if there's any problems and if I put focus on them, they will get bigger because I already did it with her once to the point that I left her. (laughs) Which means you'd be given more opportunities to learn how not to let the problems get in your way. That's what it all comes down to. I mean, you're talking about relationships. When I met my wife, I've told this story before, but um, literally a month before I met my wife, after 22 years as an adult, having no, zero, none successful relationships that lasted more than a month, I mean, that's how bad my dating life was, I finally reached the point where I said, I throw in the towel. I am done with this. I am so sick of this. I mean, if this means I'm a bachelor the rest of my life, so be it. I am tired of the pain. I'm tired of the frustration. I'm tired of all this crap. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of being the loser. I'm done with it. And a month later, I meet my wife. Well, clearly, I let go of a whole bunch of negative beliefs (laughs) that were holding me back. And I did it all at once. I did it. I was really pissed off, I have to tell you. I I was furious that day. I was furious. Uh I was depressed. I was, like, throwing things. I was so sick of it. I said, I'm done with this. And a month later, I meet my wife. You know, Well, what happened there? What happened was I let go of my belief that reality had to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I let go of my determination. I was going to make those relationships happen. I let go of that. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a relationship happens. Mm-hmm. So there's a big lesson in there. And it, it, I can tell you, when I finally did meet Louise, first of all, I didn't believe it. It took us a while before that relationship actually took off. 
because I still had a lot of resistance that was still pent up. I had released a lot of it, but there was still a bunch there. And on top of that, I had to get to the point where I could trust myself to believe that it really could happen because I didn't really believe it. I hadn't believed it for a long time. For many, many years, I really deep down, if you had asked me, first of all, I would have denied it. But if you had been found somebody to get through my defenses and ask my deep down inner being, not my inner being, but my, my deep down soul, my, you know, as deep down as my physical part goes, let's put it that way. If you had asked that part of me whether or not I was going to have a relationship, the answer would have instantly come back. Are you kidding? You're crazy. There is no way I can have a relationship. <laughs> I have proven it over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have mm-hmm. been my reaction. I had to, wow. that's what I had to let go of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean when that's when that's like a lifelong belief that you're yeah. you're you're you're, t- t- you're hanging on to it with tenacity. You're hanging on to it, you know, with like by your fingernails because you're so sure that it must be true. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, and and law of attraction brings us the things that we have that strongest feelings about. You know, that's they often oh, show yeah. up in relationships. They say re- like relationships are uh, like the alchemical vessel because it's where lead is turned to gold or it has the potential. But, but that transformation, that thing that my friend was calling the initiation by fire, you know, is it, it's, it is the thing that, that it melts the most resistant parts of us if we let it. Oh, and yeah. it's sort of like we were talking yesterday about the difference between the language of the head and the language of the heart, you know, and how the head might say, you know, it's impossible. I've tried everything in the world. You know, I give up. This is absurd. You know, I've done everything I could possibly do. And then the heart is silently, you know, then just, you know, says, okay, now let's open the doors to having a relationship. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like once right. you've played out all those extreme beliefs that you have in the impossibility of it, it would that make, does that, did I say that right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it reminds me, there's actually a very famous um, essay called The Head and the Heart by Thomas Jefferson. Mm. This was after he had lost his wife and he was living in France. He was serving as a, uh, an ambassador there. And he met um, Marie, oh, what's her last name? Antoinette. No, 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 not, <laughs> not her. Uh, I can't think what her last name was, but uh, somebody who he was alleged to have a fling with, although they fervently denied it. But she sent him this letter, or he sent her this letter, basically saying, I'm trying to decide between my head and my heart because my head says there's no way that this relationship can work. My heart is saying, yes, 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 please let it work. And uh, it, <laughs> wow, I, I don't know that, I, I don't remember if there was an actual letter from her to him or not, yeah. but, the, but the gist of the answer was we need to go our separate ways despite whatever we feel for each other. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. nevertheless... He he's the first one I can think of who actively wrote that out in <laughs> an essay form uh-huh. you know, about that struggle that we go through. Uh-huh. Here's what my reason's telling me. Here's what my heart is telling me. Yeah, I mean, you probably go back to Greek times. There's probably some Greek poet who did oh, that, but I just can't oh, remember probably, who that might be. Yeah, probably some. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing theme, and and it comes back, you know, t- to the law of attraction that you know what that like this next paragraph says your differences are a great advantage in the stimulation of new ideas and they're important to your expansion. You came here eagerly anticipating the expansion that would be born from your interaction with others. Um, so I don't know if I should just read some more of this or. Yeah, that's fine. What, if, if you've got we'll something good there, what something it brings, what, what it adds to our conversation. Yeah. Something and that also, helps. I, I have a little bit of a, thing about wanting to get get through more of this but it's okay. actually what we're talking about is everything right. <laughs> that, that they're talking about that here but it's easy to understand the concept of the more variety there is to choose from the more choices you would have but there's an even a larger larger benefit that is born from the contrasting differences that surround you as the details of unwanted things come into focus for you in your physical dimension equivalent wanted things come into focus in the non-physical dimension Whenever you know emphatically you do not want something, you project a frequency that holds precise information about what you do want into your vortex of creation, and your inner being, the source within you, holds a steady, holds steady to the new and improved vibration. As a problem is taking shape in your awareness, an equivalent solution is taking shape at the same time, and as questions occur, the equivalent answers are born. 
from your non-physical vantage point before your birth into this physical body, you understood this wonderful process of eternal expansion, and you came into your physical body with tremendous eagerness. You saw the variety of your planet, and especially the contrasting points of view of the human population, as the perfect basis, not only for expansion, but for joyous expansion. You knew that every problem would bring a solution, that every question would bring an answer, and you were thrilled about your part in the creation of those solutions and answers. Before your birth, you understood the value of contrast, and you believed in your ability to focus in the direction of solutions. But most important, you felt no aversion to problems because you knew they're all part of the process of eternal expansion. You relished the idea of joyful exploration, personal choosing, and deliberate focus, which is co-creating at its best. So, you know, it makes me think about this whole thing with if I attract somebody into my life that's got, you know, four or five things that I consider really difficult problems in the relationship and about, you know, like 30 things that are considered incredible, not problems in the relationship. I, I obviously am attracting those, the problem aspects because I'm creating the solutions, you know, they're, that's part of my expansion. Well, more than that, you also knew before you even came into this life that you were going to have that kind of situation go on and you relished it. That's what the, the little yeah. paragraph that you read said, and you relished it. You looked forward to it. You knew that that was critical to the expansion of of yourself and of the universe. So you, it's mm-hmm. not like you were concerned about it. You were saying, "Yeah, bring it on." Yeah, yeah, and that's. I was actually had read this last week when we were doing our podcast on Friday, and I was thinking, "Wait a minute, what's today? Um, today's Monday. today's Monday, Monday the." Why I'm losing track. Anyway, so on Friday, <laughs> I I. Uh, <laughs> I thought about, you know, that and I and I was sort of angry at at, you know, the the realm of the infinite thinking <laughs> that well, maybe I thought it then. <laughs> yeah, I've oh I've had <laughs> that thought many times. Now, you know, I don't I don't like problems now. Was I know. crazy? Was I drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how come how come it's so easy to see when you're on that side of the curtain that uh you know, that you want problems and that problems are really cool and that they help your life expand. And you get over here and the problems seem like, oh, I hate problems. You know, I don't want problems. I probably um, had been dipping too much into the celestial wine or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's so cool to have that, that realization and to listen to Abraham literally say these things and to read them in, in this podcast and to t- talk about them because it just gives me so much ammunition, so much fuel for understanding that it's okay that there's problems. It's really okay. They're actually each each of these things that seem like they're they're a, a nemesis to me or a big problem. They're there because there's an incredible solution there, and um, and in that solution lies my expansion. That means there's a great joy there ultimately. Like as as I realize what's the the gift that's within that, um, you know, within that thing. That, that then I get excited and it's beautiful. It's it's a great thing. Um, it is a great thing. It, it, it's challenging though. I mean, let's be yeah. perfectly honest. It is really challenging. It and it goes back to that same basic concept. Do we really and are we willing to believe that we, through our thoughts, can change our reality? Mm-hmm. Do we really, really believe that? Because if we really do believe it, then all things are possible. If we really don't believe it, we're up for a real struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to believe that. You have that, um, to, yeah. That this that that the law of attraction. To me, I have to believe that law of attraction is how things happen. That that what I'm vibrating with and focusing on is what's causing more of that thing to come into being. And it, it's I, one thing I really love when Abraham talks about relationships. They say that, and we might have talked about this last show, but that you can be in a relationship where there has been tremendous difficulties and as you focus on the solutions and you focus you put your focus off the off the problem onto the onto the things you appreciate about that other person and about yourself and you just keep focusing on the things you appreciate about your wife or your lover or your friend and yourself that that those things will multiply to the point that it'll blow your mind how good the relationship is. It'll begin <laughs> to actually become almost like a magical event will unfold where you'll see, you know, we used to have these things that really were problems and they're just not even here anymore. I've been seeing that in my own life and, and I 
have this discussion with clients constantly because they come to me with some problem that seems really difficult. Right. And we work on getting to the point where they become so happy about everything in their life working that the problem dissipates. It dissolves. I, I love that fact that Abraham says that over and over. The problems go away by dissipating and dissolving right before your eyes because you've, well, because you've taken your eyes off them. You've taken, you put your eyes on the things that you want to have happen and you're, you no longer are building a path for the vibration towards what you don't want to have happen. You just, you, you take the energy out of what you, what you're uh, afraid of, the thing that bothering you, the thing that seems like the big problem by just continually not putting your focus on it and instead putting your focus on, well, what's fun for you? What would you like to have happen in your life? What's the thing you want to move toward? You know, how can, you know, just what can you do to take your mind off the thing that's bothering you? Oh, yeah. The, I, I continue to be amazed at how impressive our ability is to focus on stuff. To the good or to the bad, either way. I mean, uh-huh. so often in, in my life, I'm, I'm seeing this almost on a daily basis now. I will notice that there's a pattern that's been going on for the longest time. And in many cases, it's stuff where I tried to refocus my attention because I wanted to make a change of some kind. You know? Because that's how you have to make the change, right? You have to, you have to focus on what you want to be, not on what is. Mm-hmm. And yet, invariably, later on that day, maybe even later on that hour... All of a sudden, there I am focused on what is again. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I continue to be amazed at how powerful that attraction is, the, the attraction of, of my attention to what is. Mm-hmm. And it reinforces it for me every time. Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm focusing on it again. It's, it's like, why, I, know, I know what the reality is. I've known that all my life. Why do I need to keep focusing on it? Do I, do I think, am I afraid it's going to change? <laughs> Which, of course, is exactly what I want to do. I want it to change, you know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it, it, it's as if I'm afraid that if I don't pay attention to make sure and check, yeah, it's still doing the bad thing that I don't want to do, that somehow, you know, the earth is going to fall apart or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Why, why do you keep changing? Why do you keep checking to see if the thing that you don't like is still there? But that's what I do. Yeah. And I think it's just our conditioning. Myself. I, I actually have gotten to the point now where I think it's more than the conditioning. Yes, the conditioning plays a gigantic role in it, but I think there's something else going on there. I think there's like a, and, and I, I really don't want to delve into it too far because what I really want to do is learn how to do the opposite, and that is focus on what it is I really want to focus on all the yeah. time and make sure I believe it and so forth. Yeah. But I think there's something more going on there, and I, I think part of what it is is we come to this world to enjoy it. We didn't come here to enjoy life. That's one of the key teachings from Abraham. We are here because we love being here. This is a place to thrive. It's the, it's the leading edge. It's, it's where we get to really put our creativity on display. So we're looking forward to being here. And I think part of the reason we come here is because we find this, this life entertaining. It's, it's fun to watch it. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's better than watching a TV program. Watching reality Watching what happens with it is much better from my perspective. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, a, it's a never-ending story in a sense. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's playing a role. I think that the entertainment side of life, of, you know, of watching and seeing what's going to happen and what doesn't happen, what changes, what doesn't change, what remains the same, I think there's an entertainment value in there. I think it's more than just the, the conditioning. I think there's the entertainment side to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It might reminds me more of what is right here in this uh, thing about relationships. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you understand the value of differing opinions, you will reap immediate value from every relationship. And since you cannot make others change to please you, appreciating them where they are will give you ease. The more perspectives that enter the mix, the greater potential for wonderful creations. Even when you feel strong opposition, to the opinions and perspectives of others, your interaction with them provides the basis for expansion and solutions and answers that you would not have access to without their seemingly problematic positions. So, you know, it's like the same we could be said with ourselves, right? I mean, if we've, if we're entertaining ourselves, as you say, with a problematic position that we call what is, you know, yeah. and it seems like, well, I've got, you know, like me, I've had a sinus condition that I've been working on for years and I've just about completely eliminated it by 
no longer focusing on it. But by having that problematic position, I think it's done a lot to open up my perspectives on all kinds of things about who I am and about, especially about how I create reality and, um, you know, by what I focus on. And so, you know, all these problematic things are, they're like our smorgasbord of expansion. Yeah, right. (laughs) And somehow, you know, we're using them for the entertainment value and the, and the personal development value that they bring us. And that's supposedly what this realm is about. When you come into a human body on this earth, you're entering the realm of contrast where you get to play with dark and light and disease and health. And you get to play with, you know, the difficulties in relationships and the beauty in relationships. And you get to play with, you know, having money and not having money and what, you know, all these things that seem like, sometimes seem like, well, who would want to play a game this tough, you know, because <laughs> it can get that way. But it can if get you that way. It, but there's but also the joyous side. The joyous side right. is that when we get good at it, when we, or at least when we get better at it than we were, you, you don't even have to be good at it. I'm just realizing that. You just have to be better than where you were. When you get better than where you were, it is fun. It gets really fun really fast. And if you actually do yeah. get to the point where you're a master at it, it becomes unbelievably fun. So, I mean, I can see where the entertainment side of it can kind of um, morph, shall we say, into a creative side. Instead of being the entertainee, you're the entertainer. Instead of the person receiving the entertainment, you're the one who's creating your own entertainment. And when that happens, that's when all bets are off. That's when the world starts to shift and change and morph into something else that wasn't before. Yeah, and in fact, you know, that's what this whole piece that Abraham is, we're reading today, is saying that when you know what you don't want, you're putting into your vortex of creation what you do want to such a degree that you're amassing a fortune of things that you want in your vortex. And, you know, that's why, for example, in this relationship with this woman that I'm involved with, I feel like she represents a ton of things that I put into my vortex that are that have multiplied and co- are they're coming back to me in so much beauty that it's staggering to me. You oh, know, like undoubtedly. The, yeah, sure. You know, it's just staggering. Like, like this, really, this person is this beautiful. This person is this incredible. <laughs> and it's nice. like, and, and it's exactly what I put in my vortex, but never even, you know, I, in a sense accepted that it could be that great, you know, that the, so just as much as problems can show up, you know, beauty can show up to an astounding degree. Or abundance, you know, like if a person was really struggling with money and struggling with money and struggling with money, and then they just get this, everything is starts to flow and the money starts to flow into their life. That's what Abraham's constantly saying is possible. And I've seen it happen with myself. I've seen it happen with clients. You've seen it happen. I mean, things can turn around on a dime or eventually they can turn around and and then it can be much better than you ever imagined it to be because that's what you've been putting into your vortex by the feeling of lack. You put in a feeling of abundance, you know, by a feeling of disease, you put in a feeling of ease, you know, by a feeling of being lonely and not being in the relationship you want, you're, you're putting into your vortex an incredible relationship, you know? And then the whole thing they say is, can you let it in? Can you let in the thing you've been, you've been asking for? Oh, exactly. Because what we're really talking about here is not only letting in what, what you, what you've really been asking for, but being willing to have it come in in a way that you don't expect. That's mm. the thing. I, That's I, I, I'm amazed how bad I am. I've said this numerous times, how bad I am at predicting in advance how something's going to happen when it finally happens. Because mm. it never does. I mean, never the, happens the way you predicted it. Oh, not even close. The, the final storyline, when you compare it to what I originally had in mind, is so far apart that a Hollywood director would have trouble merging the two together right. because right. they're just two entirely different stories. Mm. So, you know, t- to me, that's just part of the magic of the thing. But it's also reinforcement, the reinforcement of the idea that we don't have to know how it's going to happen. We want yeah. to know how much it's going to happen. We want to know when it's going to happen, how, who's going to be involved. We want to have figured all that out because we believe deep down that that's how you make something happen, that you have to make it happen, right? That you have to plan yeah. it and that you right. have to, to make sure all the steps happen. And you have to walk all the steps and you have to make sure that they'll, and, and I do that. 
you do that. I know we all do that. Yeah, yeah. And yet the yeah. teaching tells us, no, that's not how it works. All you got to do is get into that vibrational alignment. And that's mm-hmm. it. And you, and stay there and don't contradict it and don't go back to the way you were you were thinking before and don't focus on that old reality that's still there. Don't go there. Don't do that. Stay on your dream. Stay on the place where you want to be. And yeah. it will t- show up in one way or another in a way that you did not expect. That's yeah. hard. That's a hard concept. And yet that's the way it's always playing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this with this woman I just met, I, I had gotten to the point a number of months ago where I just said the the ideal partner for me is in my vortex completely and she's going to show up in perfect timing and everything will just unfold exactly as it's meant to unfold. And, you know, yesterday being with her, I was going, this is what's happening right in front of my eyes. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's unfolding. And, and, you know, of course that old part of me says, and when's the other shoe going to drop? And then I'm going to realize all yep. the downside, you know, and, and I did that before with her and I literally then created the downside. I literally watched myself create the downside and, I, and that was not necessary. It's nice and to know so, you're good at it though. I mean, it's good to have but a But it was, it was necessary <laughs> in that I had, I had to go through that iteration. I had to go through that cycle. And she, she's really incredible because she said, she sees it. She was doing the same thing and, she, and that we, we create these things. We create these cycles for our own growth and that they're all part of a greater beauty that the way the universe, you know, like Abraham's always saying, are you tapping into the energy that's keeping the planets spinning in perf- perfect proximity to each other? Are you tapping into that energy that's like gravity? That's like, it, it's sort of like the energy that holds molecules together, you know, and, and makes everything what it is, is the energy that is also giving us the lives that we're living it's and we can tap into that trust the trust in that level of beauty you know the trust in that level of what's the word you know like infinite consciousness is behind everything and that infinite consciousness has our best interests in mind so much so that that abraham said if you had any idea how much how much love there is for you focused on you You'd relax so much because there's so much that's making sure your life's going to work out. But we have to have the faith in it. We have to have sort of like the complete knowing that it's it's everything is going to be okay. It's meant to be awesome. It's meant to be fun. Yeah, not, not only is it going to be okay, but with all that power behind us, that power, once we channel it, produces incredible results. I mean, it's all we're really doing is saying, go here, and it goes there, and boom, all this stuff starts to happen. Like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to get used to. We're trying to get used to, first of all, the fact that it happens, recognizing that it happens. And then once we're recognizing that it happens, learning how to, in a sense, direct it by, by focusing on, here's the kind of thing I want to have as a result, and then seeing how it gets produced. Uh, assuming we don't contradict ourselves. That's the other thing we should probably spend quite a bit of time on, which we really can't do today because we're down to a minute and a half. But we should probably spend some time. Maybe we can do it Tuesday night because we're going to carry on the conversation Tuesday night, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we carry on the idea of, you know, what happens when we're constantly contradicting ourselves? And to what degree are we not aware that we're contradicting ourselves? And when we do, are we not realizing, yes, apparently we're not, that we are saying to reality, okay, stay the way you are. Don't change. Keep the things mm. exactly the way you are because I can't make up my mind about what I want, so you just keep going the way you are. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that becomes part of our conversation for Tuesday night. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Just be, be sure to bring it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It that, all works. That, that, that whole thing about how we contradict ourselves, that's also a major piece of it. But it is. We'll have to save that for another day. Uh, Tom, somebody wants to reach you. How do they reach you for a little personal assistance? Um, they can contact me at my website, which is com. Y-O-U-A-R-E-J-O-Y.com. And I offer a free one hour of personal coaching and uh, just to see whether or not we're a good fit or if you want to work with me or if you don't. But, uh, you know, that's what I offer. There's a page on there. You can sign up with your name and your email for Very a good. free one hour of coaching. There you have it. And uh, we will see you all next time. And we'll see you on Tuesday as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.